welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on internet land and socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I am good. How about you? I'm doing very well. We, uh, I think it's already recording here. We just hit you right away. <laughs> okay. so I hope you don't mind that. No. Okay. So first of all, um, this is our first time talking. Are you in, I know you move around a lot, but are you in Grand Rapids? I am. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And you, I think you were in Pasadena for a while, weren't you? Yep, South Pasadena, um, right there, Bungalow Heaven, and uh, all cool. that tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're close to me at that point. My oh. wife and I are up in the in the valley in Reseda right now, so not mm-hmm. not too far. You know, everywhere in LA is kind of far. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it well, takes um, so long to get yeah. anywhere. Doesn't it? Oh, it does. I know. When I first moved down here, and I had some friends who who came down after me. Yeah. And it was like, oh, let's we'll see each other this weekend. And I had to drive from the west side to Glendale. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we would brave the traffic. But um, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. What about you? I'm doing well. Yeah, just um, getting into the day here. It's, uh, I guess it's what, two hours difference? Yeah, two hours. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to start by, first of all, seeing how you're doing. How, how have you been recently? How has... COVID affected your art? Have you been slowed down? Have you shifted your focus? Yeah, well, for me, you know, I'm lucky, really, because, you know, I've established this market, a niche market, really, on architectural art and commissions. Mm -hmm. So I get these multiple commissions now coming in around the country. And um, that didn't slow down. I didn't, it didn't even miss a beat. I mean, at first, when we're all under lockdown, you know, I'm like, oh, no, this is terrible. Who's going to want to pay out for this? You know, yeah, so I, exactly. I did some promotion, like love your house, get a portrait of it and, and reduce costs. And, and I uh, thought, you know, I've got to. So there was one week, it was a bit uh, quiet. You know That's- what? After that, it just started rolling forward in the same way, because in a way I had more of a captive audience. <laughs> you see, they were right. there. At home. Well, yeah, they're stuck at home. And then, you know, you also do, well, first of all, to back up, you do kind of architectural paintings. You do people's refurbished homes, sort of. Is that is that an accurate yeah, way to say it? Well, any homes, their new homes, their old homes, their mm-hmm. um, earlier homes. Yeah, really homes and historic buildings. I also get commissions for churches, for city halls, right? Uh, retail stores. I mean, Nearly always historic, but not only. Sometimes it's new construction, interesting cliffs hanging from, you know, homes hanging from cliffs. Yes, yes. <laughs> I guess, and glass homes and some really interesting stuff, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's funny because I had a similar situation. 
uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was about three weeks, two to three weeks where I panicked a little bit. And then the sales started picking up, especially if you're doing, you know, commissions and had an online presence. Um, but yeah, people were at home. People were like, well, we got nothing else to do. So they were taking on home projects. And then especially yeah. for you, it seems like if you're taking yeah. on a home project and you're beautifying your home, what a better way to, you know, enhance that by getting a, 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 an original painting from you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I could see at first I was sort of sending messages like, I know it's really tough for everybody. And, la, 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 la. and then I decided, well, firstly, these people have money. My demographic pretty well, you know, they have nice homes, they have money. Sure. They, they were nearly all professionals and they work from home. So it didn't really affect them too much. So I said, well, like, why am I even harping on this? You know, just I yes. just started to act completely normal, charge everything as normal and just and I thought I'll see what the result is, right? Just do it exactly like nothing's changed. We're all we're all good. Yeah. And it just it went smoothly. I had a good year. That's great. <laughs> and I think probably people appreciated you not kind of reminding them again, you know. By the way, yeah. we know everything's gone to the shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's nice. Well, you're originally from New Zealand, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is it Auckland? Is that how you pronounce it? Auckland. Auckland. Okay. Like I'm, never, I'm not gonna say. Like, like the, the Auckland, yeah. Oh, okay, Auckland. I, I'm not going to say it right. Lord of the Rings. I once convinced someone, I said, you say it Auckland. And, you know, the Orcs Auckland. and Lord of the Rings, those big, ugly. Yeah, ones. the Orcs, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I said uh, someone was trying to pronounce it in here in the, the States. I said, well, just like Orcs. That's how it gets the name. Orcs. Like those wild. The, yeah. it's, they, they used to roam the earth. They're in New Zealand, and that's where they're from, Auckland. That's what, <laughs> that's what it's named after. It's named after yeah, the Yeah, they believe me. Auckland. They believe me for it's a like, minute. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah we, my wife and I, it's funny, we just watched a movie uh, that was set in uh, Auckland. I, I'm not going to say it right. I'm sorry I'm butchering that. It's okay. It's uh, <laughs> called Lovebirds. It was like a romantic oh. comedy that was set there, and it looks like oh. a beautiful city. Yeah, it is. It's a bit like San Francisco. It's a sister city. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right yeah remind me of that. Is missed harbor, yeah, it's gorgeous. Oh, that's so cool. So, okay, so what made you leave? I guess we're going to get into. I normally ask people about their origin story, so maybe we'll just segue into that. Like, how did you end up, you know, becoming an artist in the first place and yeah. leaving Auckland? Or, or sure. Auckland. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> You're doing good. You're doing good. Okay. Thanks. Uh, well, you know, growing up, uh, my mother's an artist. My grandmother, my aunt was made her living from that. My father too. Um, so it was a very, but visual arts. So when we went away on Christmas, yeah, on a holiday, see, we have uh, summer holidays at Christmas time. So when we went away, right. uh, we'd be out at dawn, you know, doing paintings of the sunset and doing little. And so this was something that was normal for me. So I was always good at art. And at school, you know, I was uh, pretty exceptional, or they considered I was. And so I sort of knew I wanted to be an artist. And then, um, it all started one day in, the, in terms of the path I chose because um, I really couldn't stand school. I wanted to leave school at the end of high school. So I made a deal with my mother that I could do that as long as I went to the Auckland Technical Institute and I did a course on graphic art so I got something under my belt, you know. Right. Uh, so anything to leave school. So I did that. It was more and easily I, digestible that way. <laughs> yeah. So three weeks into my uh, training, I'm sitting there one day in the class, hating it, this old, I say old professor, he's probably my age. With <laughs> Your perspective uh, changes, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, he was uh, like, 
you know, going on about history and uh, where it's all from and I'm watching these white puffy clouds just floating along outside and I just stood up in the middle of the class. I said, I got to go. And I just, <laughs> I, had, I had an old beat up station wagon, $10 to my name. I thought I'm going to learn how to paint and make my living by doing it and going on an adventure. So I went yes. the next morning, I left at the crack of dawn and went all over the South Island. I had a few friends along the way I stayed with and um, otherwise I met people and they offered their beach house to me. I mean, it was actually the most amazing experience. And then when I ran out of money, what I do is, uh, you know, put my shorts on, sit up in front of a resort, of course, with a mountain mm -hmm. <laughs> and paint away, just like, oh, I just landed here. And I've got, I'd always sell the painting, right? Even though I was dirt cheap. And enough to, in those days, buy some food and some gas. Oh, that's on. awesome. And so I'd just travel on to the next location. And I actually learned I had to, and it was how I was going to survive. And it, it was such a fun way of learning. And then when I came back, I was uh, made my living from my art. I was still a teenager. Oh, wow. And, yeah, the other thing I loved was doing exhibitions and featuring you know, scenes from New Zealand and this sort of thing. And, and I sort of, from very early on, I started talking to people who had been to university, had degrees. I started, thought I'd check it out. Like, could I go that route? How long would that take? What would that involve? And, you know, let me say about 75%, 80% of everyone I spoke to who, who had an art degree was not making them money, was not making their living from their art. They yeah. weren't. Surprised not more, actually. They, they thought their art sucked. You know, I was thinking of going that route, and I'm like, why would I want to do that? All these, they don't, they didn't get anything out of it. They're very unhappy, and yeah, they're, they're bitter. Yeah, they're debt. They're in debt, and like, no, I, I think I'll go my own route. So the other thing I did, like the, you know, the gallery situation. You know, you had a few sort of ah, somewhat uppity galleries. I'd go in there and like, well, you know, you haven't. Where have you displayed your work? And what school did you go to? I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. Right. So, I uh, sort of did it a little different. I had, I'd find, a, I'd create a client who loved my work, had a lovely house and just has lots of friends who were like her, who wants mm -hmm. art. So I'd have her, I'd have like pop-up shows in homes. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so I found another route to display my work, make my money. Um, and then I also got very involved. Uh, there's beautiful historic homes in Auckland and all over the, the New Zealand. So um, always loved historic homes. So I started doing paintings of those and selling those. And that's how I sort of got into the whole architectural art scene. Cool. Well, that's like, I love the painter nomad life, learning that way. Yeah. It's weird because it's absolutely no pressure, but also pressure at the same time. It's like working under the constraints of, okay, I need to make enough money to be able to travel to the next place. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 There's so much there really to talk about. I mean, I love the fact that, first of all, you weren't dissuaded by a bunch of kind of bitter artists who weren't, you know, doing very well. And I love that how it kind of inspired you to, to go your own way, take your own path. Yeah. yeah. And I find that that still happens today. I mean, I think the, the climate has shifted a little bit with art as far as having like an online presence, but people are still frustrated and not making money and don't think that it's a viable way to make a living. And that's one thing that I think that you and I really uh, agree on. One of the many things we agree on, but that's like kind of breaking the starving artist stigma. Because yeah. 
Yeah, I've yeah. always I've always resisted that too. I went through a period where I was a starving artist, like a pretty yeah. long period, and right. then I just took it into my own hands. But um, I'd like to hear you talk a little bit about that and uh, mm-hmm. maybe how you even help other artists, you know, refocus themselves. Yeah, well, like you said, Preston, it's really a matter of not going into agreement with how it is and how it always will be, and this is the way it's done. You have to actually inspect for yourself, ask questions. That's what I did. I just really went about interviewing people, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Found out for myself. So um, that, I'd say, was a key successful action for me. But after I did my, uh, I was doing my art, making my living in New Zealand for a few years. Then I went off. Um, I've always had a huge goal to help people in general, working in human rights, you know, mm-hmm. children, nonprofit world, really. And that took me all over the world. So that really broadened my horizons, you know. And I did that for 25, nearly 30 years. Oh, wow. And I just did my art and sketches as I went, you know. So can I ask you, do you did you keep yeah. any of your work from that period? And, and do you ever do you ever <laughs> sell any of it? Subject. Oh and no! I can't believe it. Like a lot of my time was in Europe, in DC, mm. and and so I do these sketches, really nice, and some watercolors, and I have a journal, and I gave them all away. And in those days, oh, no. you didn't take photos of things, right? Now, right. It's so how would you? You know, you didn't do it. And I really have virtually nothing. And I'd leave little notes and make a special card. And of course, everyone loved me, and they're still telling me how wonderful I am. But you know, they were just people on my travels, and I just yeah. kick myself now. Like, You're just like calling them. Can I have it back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then even reaching them, you know, and things yeah. like that. So no, I, it would have been really cool to have that. Oh man, I mean, that's cool that you were able to give it to people <sighs> and to touch their lives. And also, you got the experience of it, right? So it's not a total yeah. loss, yeah, no, but it would be cool no. to have some of that stuff. It would sure. be nice. <laughs> but, but the real, um, you know, the challenge came for me because I was in my early 50s and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do my art again full time, make my living. Yeah. My husband and I, we, we needed, it's, it wasn't like a matter of retiring and getting into, you know, taking it easy. No, we needed to make money. Mm-hmm. We needed to, um, we wanted a whole change of life. We were in Los Angeles at the time. and. Um, we said, well, where do we want to live? So you have to start off with an adventurous mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So we did have a car. We had a, good, a decent car. We put. We just got rid of all our stuff. And this is the other liberating thing about moving. You, everyone holds on to so much crap, you know? I'll tell that to my <laughs> wife. really do. Me too. <laughs> and so you have to force yourself to, to really get rid of stuff you don't need. Yeah. Um, so we, we kept our essentials. And we said, okay, we're going to drive across America, have a road trip, and we're going to find the place to live. Well, we ended up driving all the way across, right? It got up. uh, We sort of found a few, but nothing that really sort of the light bulb went on. And then uh, we got to Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. Like, oh, it was was at night, and we're going to head in there when it was quieter. Um, And we took the wrong turn. Oh, no. And we ended up, went down through this area, and almost by the Potomac River. And uh-huh. we realized, like, what is this place we're in? It was magical. It was like going back in time a century or two, right? Oh, and, cool. Um, I thought you were cool. going to say you went into, like, a really dangerous neighborhood or something. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was So it was Old Town Alexandria, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Cool. Washington used to hang out, and it really brought the whole place to life. It's got a lot of boutique stores. It's not commercialized. Brick paved streets and the whole, you know, like, oh, this is it. So we decided, okay, let's move here. 
And, yeah, and, and one of the few older places in America, we're still a pretty young country. So that has some actual history yeah. there. Yeah, it had some history, like from the 1700s and stuff yes. like that. So uh, we got a um, top story of a, um, an old federal building that was like 200 years old and that would rattle around in the wind and stuff. And I have a studio there. And so, but this was the challenge because here I was 30 years later and I'd never made my living with my art in, in America. And mm-hmm. uh, I had no idea really how I was going to do it, except for the fact that I was determined. This just give us a frame of reference. How long had it been since you'd actually made a living with your art? At 30 this point? years. 30 years, okay. Yeah, and in another country. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, the first year was really rough because I, I, I can do everything. I can do landscapes. I can do portraits. Like, you know, and I was. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get commissions and hustling and but in my husband, you know, hated, he, he's been in construction. He didn't want to do that. He went and got a job doing that so that as a foreman so that, you know, we could live. So, yeah. uh, but I knew I had to make it happen. So finally, one day I was out in the street and I'm looking around all these beautiful old homes. I'm like, who's got my money? Who's got my money, right? These people have my money. So, yeah. uh, so I did what, you know, this like. This is the moment in the movie with you being the main character, yeah, with biopic the with a light bulb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The light bulb goes off. That's awesome. I actually was standing in the middle of the street and I just turned around. I said, well, there's a subject, there's a subject. It's all here. What am I doing? Yeah. Right. And I love this sort of work. So And people love their homes. And, I do. You know, they do. But the, yeah, but where the trick came, I thought, well, I'll just do what I did in New Zealand. And I just made some little, you know, attractive uh flyers mm-hmm. and I put them in the home said hey get a painting of it nothing it was dead oh wow yeah right I'm like oh no and then I thought okay they say try door hanging okay so I made the most aesthetic beautiful door hanger you know that you put on the doors that you've ever seen in your life with yeah paintings of homes and nothing really and at this point I'm like oh no yeah well, yeah I mean a lot of people would give up at this point <laughs> they'd be like well I tried yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I was still determined. So then I, a lot of people hang out on their porches or they're around and about. So I just walk up to them and say, you know, I, I love doing paintings like this uh, of homes. And uh, have you ever thought of getting, well, yeah, well, oh, thanks. I'm glad you like my home. And we'd chat and I'd say, how old was it? And all this sort of thing. But I, I still got virtually nothing. Hmm. Oh, well, give me your card. I might get back to you sometime. Well, you know yeah. what that means, right? Right, right, yeah. exactly. It or it might be going in the trash. <laughs> so then, then I thought, okay, there's still got to be a way. We've got to be more selective. So I, I did an experiment. I thought I need more samples anyway of, of homes, paintings of my homes here in Old Town Alexandria. This is my market. So I did that, and I did five paintings, and I put them in five homes of their home. You know, like here's a I've right. done this painting of your right. home. Right. Okay. Well, I wouldn't normally do that. You don't normally do, you know, just for the hell of it. But I did that. Anyway, three out of five responded and bought them. Oh, there you go. I thought, oh, that's interesting. But no, actually, it's two out of five. Two mm-hmm. out of five. Okay, well, that's it compensated me in my time and so forth. And I thought, okay, but I can't keep doing this. That's crazy. But at least if they know you've done it, oh, that's a whole different matter. Sure. So then I, I tried something else. When I was traveling, when I was walking around talking to people, as you know, everyone's outside on their porch and stuff, I, I would go up and say, you know, I'm, a, I'm an artist. I'm doing a series of paintings here in Old Town Alexandria. Uh, sorry, yeah, in Old Town Alexandria, representing the nicest homes here. I've selected to paint yours. Oh, cool. 
right? See, there you oh. go. Now they're feeling special, <laughs> right? On top of it. Yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Not like, have you ever thought of, no, I've selected to paint your home. Oh, yeah. you have? Well, I had because, I mean, I wouldn't have gone up and said to that unless if they had a crappy home, but it right. was a nice home. And I thought, that would look great. And I'd tell them about it. i say, well, you know, would you be interested in seeing it when I'm done? Oh, yes, absolutely. Right. Or some would say no, but most would be, yes, well, if you're doing it, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. the other little secret tip I do is like I used to say, okay, well, um, they say, give me your card and I'll just, and, uh, you know, you can get, I'll get back to you on it. No, don't do that. Right. How many people actually get back to you when they say they're going to? It's oh, amazing, hardly it? anybody. I know. Hardly anybody. And also, I'm, it's just because you're, you're like giving them work to do, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, oh, I don't have any cards. Give me your contact information. You know, get their email, get their telephone. So yeah. I'll give you a call when it's done. It also keeps you at cause as the artist. You can be mm-hmm. cause, you can be effect. If you say, here's my card, get call me when you're ready. Well, you're being effect. Yeah. The chances yeah. of hearing back. If you say, oh, you know, yes, when I'm done, I'll call you and, you know, we'll set an appointment. So then I'd go around to the house and, of course, they'd want the painting. And of I course. thought, well, Once they see it. Yeah. yeah. So what a difference that makes, making it selective, making it their special. And I thought, okay, this is a marketing. I've got to figure this out. How do I now do this? So I developed a little card. Mm-hmm. A note card. See, if you put a, a promotion, I'm telling this to other artists because people say, oh, you know, mailing mailers and putting is, is bullshit. It doesn't, you're not going to get anywhere with that these days and email. Mm-hmm. Well, I built my business. You know, it's a, a low six-figure business for the last eight years, but steady, good, constant amount of income every, you know, to get a mortgage on a house and all that. Oh, I yeah. built that through those old-fashioned methods. You know, so I developed this Ooh, they little, work. Yeah, this little note card with a lovely painting on it and in a nice envelope with a handwritten homeowners and their address. And then uh, my message. I'm an architectural artist. I'm creating a series of paintings in this area and I've selected to paint selected to paint your home. Uh, if you're interested, get back to me. And uh, of course they'd look me up online, I see all this work, it would pre-sell yeah. them, right. and then they would you know, a good percentage. So my percentage of, you know, I think the industry norm is around 0.1 something percent of feedback from a mailer you you send to somebody. Yeah. Well, you see, I had the advantage of being able to see my demographic, right? right. And I only, I'd walk around the streets and only select homes that were well-loved, that I liked, and that I thought would make, you know, and uh, with flowers and all this. Mm-hmm. And then I'd leave them a card. And that was the that was the simplicity of it. And then I sort of outgrew old. This is like of, old school targeted marketing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. By yeah. pounding the pavement. That's right. But yeah. it's also, you know, if you isolate, this is the datum of isolating your demographic. Who is your public? Who would buy and keep buying? Right. Because now these people become repeat clients. If you do that and you figure out and you find something, it's like that's how you create a niche market. So then mm-hmm. I would. I then uh, applied that. I thought, well, we like to travel. We don't want to be just stuck here, you know. Uh, we're not interested in brick and mortar. My husband thinks the same way as me. We, we like to move around and experience <laughs> different cultures and, you know, yeah. adventures. So uh, my husband came up with the idea, instead of handwriting those notes, just uh, print it with my handwriting. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's still obvious. People know it's not the point. It's just got a personal touch and I tell them about it. And then uh, when we traveled around, we would just put these little note cards out into all these various selected homes all around these various cities. First, we did the whole D.C. area and Maryland and Bethesda. And then we moved on because we're traveling so much. You know, I've covered all 50 states now. We would just. It's a never ending market. Yeah, we love coffee shops. So we'd first hit out, hit the coffee shops, and then we'd go and get our coffee and go last. And then we'd go and look at really cool neighborhoods and uh, go and discover and then uh, select them, send them out. And um, I knew that if I kept doing this, it would eventually, and from day one, I always kept email. That's Here's another really good tip not just the email address, I have a spreadsheet and I keep uh, the date. Just some general data, like and when they asked again for another commission, what it was, mm-hmm. they've got the address. So whenever I get, I get tons of repeat buyers, and when they come back to me, Lisa, I love your work. They don't, you know, I, it's Jenny. You can go yeah. down your list and exactly. find them. Yeah, I can look at their email and search and say, yes, I finally remember your home yeah. on Margaret Street in Blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So and then they a- feel even more special again. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah you actually genuinely do feel those things for those people, but it also is a good technique to reinforce it with, you know, specialness. And then I'm assuming once you started building this, it kind of reinforced itself a little bit because people start seeing you online. You've got a lot of press. They see you doing this. Yeah. And it takes on a life of its own. It gathers some momentum. Well, that's right too. So I also started the CEO thing early too. And mm-hmm. I, so if you look, I'm on the first, well, first or second page, it flops around on Google uh, if you search for house portraits, but my my portraits are a lot higher. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, so I get business from that. I get the email campaigns. I get the note cards. So the other the other thing I found that I had to do, and I think all artists should think with that, is multiple sources. You know, like don't just put all your eggs in one basket. Yes. So I have the note cards. I have the the online presence. I have the email campaigns. I have social media, which I do. But I never get business from social media. It sort of feeds the fire, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I personally haven't made that successful. I bet you there's a way. Yeah, I'm sure there is too. But yeah, I'm sure you probably know. But I'm I'm actually looking at that now. But um, yeah, you know, it's a matter of also you know figuring out. So those are three sources of people inflow that I can get new business. Yeah, like different ways to funnel people to your work. Yeah, and yeah, mm-hmm. I'm always telling everybody. You've got to be hitting it from all angles, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying like spread yourself thin. Once you find a couple of things that work, then put some effort into that. Like I wouldn't say put all your effort into social media. If you've got something that's working for you, it's working for you. But I think yeah. it's something that I, I definitely think there's an angle that you could use moving forward to even build more. Well, I know you do because I've seen your, um, your Instagram and, um, and I love your work, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Colors, colors and just the forms are just so amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I actually started out doing a lot of really figurative, you know, representational work. And then all of a sudden I just one day I was like, I'm an abstract artist. And it just kind of exploded out of me. But thank you. I, I really appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, we can talk sometime, you know, off, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, off the show and, and, and talk about yeah. some ideas. I was even seeing a really cool documentary of you. Because I know you did the, I watched your video of your process kind of, it was, I guess it was like a book teaser. Um, oh, yeah. Trailer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which we're going to get into. But yeah. I was almost seeing like a a follow-up 
documentary where you could like travel back to places that you've been, have a camera crew with you, find some of these people who you gave these gifts to and like, you know, maybe you could document them, not take them from them, but you could take pictures of them and re- revisit these people and meet them. And I think it oh, could that's be a, a great idea. It could be I a cool, yeah, it could be a cool story, you know? So yeah. if you get the right person to to film it, maybe that would be interesting. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I love that idea. And it would be, it would be fun to see, to revisit some of your older work, right? Yeah. You yeah. could, you could end up doing a little retrospective of some of your old travels. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, I've, I, noted, I, I've noted that down. Okay. okay good. <laughs> Mental note. Yep. The thing that I love about what you're doing, well, there's a lot of things that I love, but I love that you did this kind of grassroots pounding the pavement. It's almost like what people are doing now online, targeted marketing, you know, niche marketing, but mm-hmm. you did it from an old school you know, perspective. Like I did that with my wife at one point. I thought I was really smart. And I just started targeting houses in this area that I used to live called Cheviot Hills, which was like really wealthy houses. And I would just drop them a business card or a flyer, but I would just kind of like, you know, throw it in their house or throw it in their mm-hmm. mailbox and nothing ever happened. And right. I know now why. And it was, it wasn't personalized. It wasn't like somebody's right. going to pick up your card and be like, Oh yeah, let me look up this person who I don't know and just commission them to do a painting. Right. You found a way in Mm-hmm. Um, and you w- found a way to make these people special, make their homes special. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah. And I think the fact that I love that sort of work, then I really do appreciate yes. what they're doing. And I think homeowners are, you know, the hallmark, really. They're the unsung hero of the whole uh, historic preservation movement across this country. I'd yeah. say 95% of all the beautiful historic homes we still have fortunately, are from homeowners, their blood, mm-hmm. sweat, their tears, their love. Uh, so I, I'm truly interested and, and appreciative. And I think that probably comes through too. You can't Oh, that shows in your work. Like definitely. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You can see the love in every one of your pieces. Oh, but, really? <laughs> oh yeah. It's great. I love it. I was wondering a little bit about your process. Do you, um, I, cause I know you do some ink, like you ink them first, right? Yep. Yep. And then you do watercolor on top of that. Are you using that as a technique to let some of the kind of texture of the ink come through? And then are you also inking on, on top of that when it's done? Uh, no, I just, it's just one ink and mm-hmm. one watercolor on top. Um, I use, you know, micron pans. I find them good. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I just do a pretty detailed ink drawing, no shadows or anything, just the ink, all the lines. But what I do that, again, is makes it very special for people, for homeowners, is I what I'm sort of known for is I put all the little details in, you know, like they yeah. have their, their special furniture and they have their little, you know, some little statue in the garden. And I think, oh, that's pretty interesting. So I just, you don't have to do much. You just have to show it's there and the special yeah. flag. Well, oh, that means everything to them. I mean, so I, I put all that in ink, you see, because trying to do all that detail in watercolor, it's pretty fast when you're yes. doing it in ink, isn't it? You know? Yes. And then the watercolor brings the, all the, the vibrance, the personality of the house, the colors, the mm-hmm. garden. Or if it's winter and the lights shining out of the windows and the warmth and welcomingness of their home and all that sort of thing, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, though, I find that combination. You've got the crispness and, and intricate detail of the pen and then the color and vibrance. And it's a, bit, it's a looser thing on that too. It's a bit more sort of the garden and that people say it's a bit sort of impressionalist. Oh, kind of, but you see what I mean? So you've yes. got that, 
it makes it a bit more magical and you don't want to steer I don't anyway I don't need it's not supposed to be a rendering of an architectural rendering before right. you build a house sort of thing you know no it's capturing the magic of their home and all the memories that's in, included in that home it's capturing all that in that painting yeah it's almost like a time capsule I love the detail that you put into the work but I that's one thing I was struck by was the detail and the accuracy of it, first of all, and then it almost seemed like you were really capturing an energy of like a specific moment, which was really cool. Like it very, very vibrant. Um, I really encourage everybody to check out your work. I know you do a lot of different kind of series with these too. Did you want to talk about any of these different series that you've done? Well, I mean, I, I sort of go geographically, um, you know, like different cities, and, and I love to compare the architecture of cities. And when you're traveling across country, and you go to New Mexico, and you've got adobe buildings, and you see, you know, so yes. I've tried to. That's what I've tried to capture: that sense of cultural, geographical change that occurs. You can everything; it, it changes from state to state, and it all goes back. And that's what I learned with doing my book. It was actually an interesting experience because I'd have to study about that state and, you know, its history and how it developed and when the railroad came and how that brought yeah. what sort of houses then became part of that. And, and I'm sure so if it was it, like a mining town or if it was yeah. an agricultural town. Yeah. Right. So that's why the book, I think, well, people have told me they find it so interesting. It's not like a sort of boring historical yeah, it's, I can't say I'm not a scholarly writer. So it's mm -hmm. more of some general history and little stories of homes that, that depict the whole history of the area. And I found that. Oh, wait, and I'm going to plug this book real yeah. quick for you. It's called Hand Painted Homes, An Artist's Pen and Watercolor Journey Across America. Correct? Thank you. Yeah. Cool. And you can find that on your website to, mm -hmm. to purchase. Yeah. Or Amazon on my website. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. I just wanted to get that out there. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess I just segued into that, not even meaning to, but um, it, I always- No, this is, I love it when they come up organically. I, ha I have all the questions here, but it's it's so much more interesting if we get into it like this, so. Yeah, well, I, I've listened to a number of your interviews and actually I listen to them while I paint. I oh, nice. Them. Yeah, they're always so, they're like a friendly conversation and I think you do it. You always- so well researched I really appreciate that with all oh your thank you and uh, you know what I mean it just uh so it's a meaningful conversation enjoyable for the guest you know oh that's great to hear because for me I, I I love to be researched on it you know I love to get a really good feel for what each person does but there's like this one thing that's really important to me which is not getting so wrapped up in that in the research that I lose the energy of the conversation. So I'm, I'm really trying to listen to and kind of be in the present moment because mm -hmm. so many little gems come out of that. And if you were just like, nope, must stay to the list, you know what I mean? Like a robot, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. it, it wouldn't be as interesting, I don't think. But but yeah, I appreciate I that. <laughs> so your book, let's keep yeah. talking about the book. Um, yeah. When did when was this released? What was the kind of the impetus for, for doing the book? And um, yeah. anything you want to say about it? Sure. Well, as I said, I started in Old Town Alexandria, had a studio there. We lived for three years. That's a record for us. And <laughs> then we were like, really oh, put down well. your roots, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, but it was a lot of fun. We loved it. And then we decided to move out west again and uh, to another historic area, uh, South Pasadena. That and um, yes, we just and and we moved around at that same time. Right when we left, 
I decided um, I'm going to start my historic preservation award and give mm -hmm. out an award, which is an original painting of a, you know, someone who's taken an old wreck and, and made it into something beautiful, restored That's it. so cool. And I would give that and I would bring heavy vents along the way when we traveled out west. And that's what we did. We had five different events uh, in a week, 10 days on the way back on going out to the West Coast. So um, can I ask you just technically, how did you put these events together? Well, you see, when I was doing, uh, remember, uh, 25, 30 years on um, nonprofit world. Well, if you're going to make money in the nonprofit world and get your message across, because often it's issues Mm -hmm. that are very important, like human rights and so forth, you have to really understand public relations and marketing. Yes. So I had all those years of experience from that. And so holding events, and I'm talking from huge concerts and marathons across Europe to smaller little events to press conferences, I've done it all. So, oh, cool. Right? So that... What great training. Yeah, it really was. It was like on-the-ground training. Um and so I had all that experience. So for me, doing these little events, setting it up, finding the person, I would set it up and involve, I always involved the local historic group or mm -hmm. some other uh, neighborhood group or the city at times. But I always find myself partners because I don't have time. I don't know anyone there. Right. They're the ones who have to get people there. They're yes. the ones I nearly always get the mayor or, you know, or you know, someone from the city and get some media. So I'd really create a message, you know, uh, and that was my goal. So anyway, as I started, as I left um, the East That's Coast. That's cool. I was wondering, it's, like, it's not just like you show up and <laughs> people are there, you know. No, no, that doesn't happen that way. So, yeah. um, and then, it, you know, that's how we did it. And we do it at the home or at the place or wherever it was that was, you know, the awardee, and then mm -hmm. there'd always be a reception. People would tour. That would always be something people would love to do, right? Yeah. So as I was doing that, I said to my husband, Bruce, like, you know what, we should um, – I suddenly had this goal because I knew I wanted to – I love doing this thing, and I and I love traveling, and I love meeting people and seeing all the history and the homes and the architecture. I said, I'm going to do homes and historic buildings in all 50 states across America. And yes. He, yeah, he's pretty adventurous himself, but he looked at me <laughs> like, like uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, no, you can do it. I can do it. I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. I think I said, I don't know anyone else has done that. So why don't I do it? No. And, you know, we'd also found by that point, we'd found ways to keep the whole, you know, with the note cards and, and our promotions and the online promotion through SEO and then our email campaign, we'd managed to keep all that going so we could now move around. I could move around and do my art. You see what yes. I mean? It didn't affect that. They're not humans generally. So um, I didn't have to take my studio with me, so to speak. I just what I needed. Um, so I could keep it all going. And um, at well, that that's point, very freeing. First of all, I, I just want to jump in yeah. because mm -hmm. I know a lot of artists, me personally, even were so tied down to our studios wherever they are. You've got a huge studio yeah. of large paintings or whatever you're doing sculpture yeah. and it's hard to be mobile. So I think that's very cool and very freeing as an artist that you're able to do that. Yeah, well, that's what I decided. I, I had a choice, you know, um, and I've at, in South Pasadena, I had a great big studio and it's really cool, big mm -hmm. loft. And so I had a lot of paintings and that's nice cool. too. It's nice to have a home like that, that you can bring someone in. It's like a gallery. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. the way to combine it. But I just thought, you know, I don't want to be stuck down to a location. Why? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to get up and go. And we want to, if we have a, an urge, 
that we can follow our urge. So that right. was the goal. So we said, well, let's, we're going to stay here for a while and then we'll travel here. And, and then it became in all our different travels, we've lived in all regions of the United States now, it was always circuitous route to get there because we had to do this state and that state. And uh, it was always, and it was never, you know, like very, like you say, a rigid list of now we must do this and this and this. Right, it was right. Always like uh, we'd meet someone as I was, uh, you know, traveling through some remote lake place and they'd say, you've got to come to our place. We'd have some drinks. And then they'd insist we stay the night, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so... Now I've got, you know, and so you'd have, you'd meet people and have adventures along the way. And um, if you that's love people, so cool. it's easy, you know, yeah. if you love people, that's, and I always find people and because architecture, what well, that's about people, right? It is. Yeah. And that's who There's made no it. There's no architecture yeah. without people. No. So um, that was fascinating. And then a couple of years went, you know, as I was building up more and more, I was keeping account of how many states I'd done. People would keep asking me, like, you're going to put a book together, right? Like, yeah. well, I wasn't. And then finally, <laughs> I thought, and, and they sort of forced me into it. Like, well, you have to put a book together. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm putting a book together. Then I started promoting to everyone how I'm going to put a book together and this and that. I had no clue how I was going to do that, you know. Um, I was threatening to do it, but and then. It's a different animal. <laughs> yeah, especially one that's 360 pages, you know, um, 360 pages, 650 images, you know, a oh big table book. Uh, you have to get that printed somewhere. You can't, it's not like. Ebook. Mm, no, no, no. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, so I'd, I'd been sort of trying and thinking about it. And, um, but it's funny, isn't it? Sitting down, I'm, I'm not a bad writer, but sitting down to write and have to confront this whole thing of putting this massive book together with compiling all the images and all the stories and the history. And then COVID hit, didn't it? Yeah. Right? Oh, right. And the lockdown, I thought, you know, this is the ideal time. This is the time. I'm forced inside. This is really, I can't just escape. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> That's so exactly. escape back into your memories. <laughs> yeah. And once that's when I started it in uh, last March. And um, and then I have a, a friend who's an editor and a designer, and she worked with me closely on it. Um, but I basically did the research and the writing and uh, learned, and you get faster and faster, you know. And so it was a fantastic yes. learning experience. And I kept doing all my other commissions and work because I needed to do that as well. Um, so you, you were busy. I was busy. but. Uh, yeah, then there was, but you know, it's funny, uh, the book's printed, I'm very proud of the book, you know, um, I was totally happy with it and the, the quality, it's top quality and all that. And I thought that was the hardest part. But, you know, once you've got the book, selling it. Oh, that's. <laughs> it, oh, my goodness. That's a whole different world, right? Oh my God. So now that's my next. Uh, You're talking to another person who self-published three books and. I saw go, that online. They didn't go yeah. anywhere because I had no idea how to market them at the time. I might I might pick it back up later on down yeah. the road. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's tricky because you got so much competition. But oh, I yeah. knew, you see, I knew that I already had, you know, like I have 300 sales of the book, but that's just because people are in it. Their homes are in it. I knew I'd be able to get those. Yeah, you got <laughs> you a, a little bit of a built-in audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's probably the thing that kept me going because at yeah. least I would <laughs> That's okay. I, I'm gonna. I'm determined to to crack this one too. But um, I can't yeah. say it's been that easy. I only released the book uh, six weeks ago. Oh wow! Okay, 
yeah, it's early. My uh, one of my good friends actually did the well. He used one of my paintings for the cover of his poetry book, and he's oh. been just pushing that for this last year during COVID too. And he's actually been winning some awards, and he's doing really well. But even with that and doing well, it's a it's a struggle. It's an uphill climb. Yeah. 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 You know, book- what's interesting, Preston, is that, you know, you have your niche market and you've built that up and I have 5,000 on my list and I have 2,500 clients, right, just on this area. And they, that's what they know you for. That's what you're an expert in. And so I put all this promotion out like, yes, and buy the book, special, and it's um, Father's Day. Get a book for your father. Yeah, and, right. You know, I, guess what I get back? I mean, I get the odd sale, but uh, oh, oh, so nice to hear from you, Lisa. I'd like another commission, actually. <laughs> You're like, well, that's yeah. great, but that's not what I'm. That's not what I I'm. No, I'm yeah. like, can you buy the damn book? <laughs> You're like, well, how about this? Buy the book first, and then we'll talk about the commission. Yeah, the commission's like eight hundred, and you, what's fifty dollars? You know, buy the book. Right, you'd think they would be all oh. over. It. It's like, yeah. Well, and how many of those people? So you said, I guess there's 650 different homes in the book. Yeah, different homes, but then not all of them are homeowners, and some of them, you know, they had a, they were, their home was commissioned by someone else, so it's not. Oh, gotcha. So mm-hmm. you, you could say that, like actual owners, there would be around uh, 350, 400, something like that. And I, oh, so you got sold, a pretty good percentage of those. Yeah, I actually sold 250. Um, oh, wow. In, in advance, in advance, yeah. Nice. And then the rest I've sold from there, yeah. And the rest are coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> 1,000. <000. laughs> well, and hopefully a few I got 2,000. I got 2,000 printed. And it's the first time in my whole career, you know, as an artist over 10 years that I ever took a loan. I never had to take a loan. Oh, wow. Fortunately, because I found a, found my beat finally, you know, after a few months. And then and it just would, it would fund everything, my travel. Yeah, everything we do, and I go back and forth to New Zealand. So you know, I had to had to be pretty okay in terms of you know regular income. But the book is just something else. <laughs> oh my, yeah, it, it is a different animal for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, a few people will come over. I, I know this is a podcast, but um, hopefully, a few people will listen and go. I, I need one of those books. Yeah. So so yeah. buy the book. Buy the book. That's right. Um, you, tell us about the Historic Preservation Award. That's something that you did basically kind of to give back, right? And something yeah. that you're passionate about. But yeah. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, and you know, I tell you my my impetus, why I started it. It's like when I first started out with my art career here in the United States, you know, I there was in Old Town Alexandria, there was awards. You know, you, you oh, people would tell me, you're supposed to get awards. If you get awards and yeah. you enter these competitions and they're juried and all this, um, your chances of success is so much greater. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, let me check that out, you know. Right. Uh, and I entered a couple and um, one of them. OK, this is what really killed it for me and why I decided to go my own way. Again, Old Town Alexandria, it was um, the biggest sort of it's called it's like an art factory. It was where what was it called? Oh, I'll think of the name. But so it was a, it's a brick building, a beautiful building right on the water, the Potomac river and um they were doing a contest and deciding who could be part of their art artist community you know because they'd get people there and i was told if you get in there 
oh, you just get so many sales. It's just going to be wonderful. So I said, okay, well, I can try. I entered my work. You have to, it's very detailed. You have to put it all in. And so then uh, they inform you, you know, you got, should you pick up your work or what you, and I got my little invite to go and pick up my work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, so, okay, I can see I wasn't selected, but I asked the woman there, like, well, who, who was selected then? Who, which, which artist, because there's some fantastic artists here. I've seen their work. Love it. So which ones were selected? I'd love to know. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, um, Denard. And I said, yeah, just their names. I'd love to see their work. Well, actually, um, <clears throat> we didn't select anybody. Whoa. Said, this whole contest was about that. It was juried. She's, I said, so what do you mean? She goes, well, what happened is that, you know, the jurors thought that really nothing came up to par and it wasn't quite good enough. And, we didn't, the nuts, so no one was selected. What? Are you kidding me? Was and this a scam? No, this was the torpedo factory is what they're called. Uh, it's like a big, yeah, I've been there for years. And, and yeah, they have got beautiful little studio galleries. and They were just above everybody, all the work that we got. Uh, that's what did it for me. Like, Man. are you kidding me? They're so up themselves, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Really. That, yeah. That, that, and I had seen the work. I'd seen it. It was laid out. It, it wasn't true that uh, it was just a bunch of amateur stuff at mm-hmm. all. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Sure, some wouldn't be, but and I didn't consider mine in that top strata. But I could see others that absolutely should have been there. So I'm thought. You know, I'm sick. I hate this award thing. And then I started to ask. Then I went around the stu- those the, the torpedo factory. I thought, let me find out from these artists here how much money they're making, right? <laughs> I love this. I love that you're doing this research. I I'm going to do my own investigation. <laughs> Special investigation. At least. <laughs> I know. At least and if nothing else, I'll feel better, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I started just mosing around and say, oh, I love your work. And, um, oh, how long have you been here? Oh, five years. And, um, oh, and how you must be have a lot of big clientele. You must be making good living from this. Oh, no, no. They would look at me like, are you crazy? Like, oh, no, no, my dear. I'm, I'm not making my living. But, I mean, it's a great community. I love being here. I said, you're not selling stuff? Like, you're not making? No, no, but my husband supports me. I don't have to worry about that. Right. Holy shit. So I, then I went around all these well, others, right? Well, good for you. but <laughs> Yeah. And besides, like, 10% who are known artists and, you know, and they had their following and maybe 10, 15 the rest weren't even making their living, weren't yeah. even making hardly any money, just the odd sale. So yeah, people can't see me nodding, but I'm nodding ferociously. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I was told, look, if you get in, you know, torpedo factory, oh, you've got it made. See, that was my point. Don't accept information from people without looking for yourself and inspecting and investigating. You see, not so- only that, but you know, <sighs> there's a lot of like when I came up. And I was coming out of college and I was researching how to, you know, break into the business and whatnot. And which, yeah. of course, they taught you nothing in school about that. But no. when I was doing all the research, I just, I figured like, look, I can go this route. Once I get in with the right gallery, everything's like, you know, set for me then. I'll right, right. make a living. I'll have all my clients. Mm-hmm. So they'll be filtered to them. I can just paint and be taken care of whatever. 20 years later. Yeah, I'm represented by a gallery now that I love. But um, I would even... I would tell you, Mike Collins, who shares your last name, by the way, uh-huh. Michael uh-huh. Collins, who uh, yeah. owns a gallery, he wouldn't tell any artist, look, you get in with me and you've got it made. You know, that's just, that's a, that's a farce. 
So yeah. you have to find your own way. I know that's something we want to talk about too. Mm -hmm. Each artist has their own path and there's no one way. And if something works for one artist, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And I'm not surprised to hear you say that most of the artists there were not making a living through there. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, I was sort of shocked. I must admit, at the time, I was shocked. At the but, time, yeah, yeah. But that was the wake-up call. And then I decided, okay, you know, like I think that um, you'll understand this, Preston, because you can either be interested in life, in your art, in people, or you can demand interest, you know, try to be interesting. Right, right. Okay. So, so many artists are trying to be interesting, you know, so that people eat think their work's so cool uh, and yeah. they thrive on the admiration instead of getting out there into the world and being interested in others and doing subjects and things that are of interest to you, but also uh, people that and being interested in people and their subjects and their homes. And You're their painting homes. right now, put down your brush and listen to what Lisa's saying. <laughs> yeah, but you see what I mean? So I decided, okay, screw that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, this is demeaning, you know, going into these contests. And then I also did a little investigation and found out people with blue ribbons, red ribbons. And I said, is it, has it really helped your sales? I never had anyone say it did. Right. So no one has said, not that it hasn't. I just didn't talk to everybody, but I'm just saying a cross section, right? That was the other thing. So I said, you know what? I'm going to just um, be interested in others. I'm going to award other people. I started, I'm going to have the Lisa Collins Historic Preservation Award, right? <laughs> Sounds very, very good, right? This and is, this is amazing. Yeah. To, um, to really cool, amazing people around the country who really deserve it and um, have events and uh, get media. So a lot of the media you see on the on the website and that is from those events and yeah. this activity. Um, and you've got a lot of press on your website. Yeah, thank you. And yeah. um, New York Times, LA Times, Huffington Post, Voyage LA, San Antonio Express, Oregonian. I could go on and oh, on. Uh, you're well read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's from it's the proactive. You know, the media want to follow someone who's proactive. So, yeah, you know, right. the, sure. about the award, they might mention the book and about me completing the series in that city and in my, you know, tours across America. So uh, I decided, you know, I'm just going to be interested in others. And um, that's what's going to propel my career and my force. And that's what I'm going to enjoy, you know, and meeting people and making them feel good, producing a painting of a home that they just love in love with and they see it every day and it makes them smile well to me then I've done something those are good acts for the day I've helped people that day the next day the following weeks you see what I mean I just got into well, the mode of like instead of me trying to get accolades and me trying to get approval and me trying to get uh you know awards no yeah. don't don't go the, go the other way well what I love about that is all of those things are a healthy byproduct of that and of your passion, of mm -hmm. you doing things and being interested in other people, it, a healthy byproduct of that is it comes back around to you, you know, but it comes back around organically. It's not like, oh, look right. at me, look at me, look at me. You're, you're doing something. You're putting your work out there. You're mm -hmm. doing good. You're paying it forward. And you can't help but get some of that attention back on you. That's a healthy byproduct yeah. of it. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's that's yeah, how that's it should true. be. Yeah. So I, I love that. You know, it's kind of similar with, you know, what I did with the podcast and some of these, um, you know, shows that we're curating. We're, we're actually doing a juried show for Shockbox right now. And a lot oh. of it just came from like wanting to give opportunities to artists, but mm -hmm. also kind of scratch my own itch in the process, get to know more people, you know, like yeah. discover more people like you and, 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 you know, develop relationships with people and nothing but good stuff has come out of that. And I'm assuming that is similar with this, um, with this award. I'm sure it's yeah. just 
Yeah. True. I would get more commissions. I'd get media. I'd get reaches for people. And just yeah. like you are, I mean, I think what you're doing with the podcast is awesome, by the way. I know it, it's a lot of work and you you put that work into it because I can tell. <laughs> because you make it professional. You you do your research. You find out all about it. You you have really awesome guests. Like So I'm honored to be on the show. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. hey. You're welcome. It's it's you're going to be great. I know you, people are going to get a lot of information from you. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, first yeah. and foremost, you know, we're trying to help other artists out. And mm-hmm. then also, you know, we do have people who just love art who are going to be listening and, and hopefully, you know, get a couple more book sales out of it, too. But <laughs> but at the very least, yeah, I don't like, care. We, we I, pay I mean, it forward, you know, and, and, and help. Like, I wish I had something like this when I was coming up. I had nobody and everybody in the art world at the time for me, maybe it was partially my perspective, but it seems so standoffish, you know, like nobody was, everybody was basically saying, stay out. We don't need you in here. Um, yeah. I want to be more inclusive than that. And I know it sounds like you do too. Yeah, I do too. And I think that so many artists, it's always like, well, what can I get out of it? Should I get yes. involved with what can, it's like, I never went into, yeah, I get commission work and I get new work from my award and my events and my media, but I never look at it that way. I stopped doing that at first yeah. maybe, but after same with the show. I'm not doing it because I want to sell books or I want to, or for any reason other than to forward my message and hopefully it will help other artists and um, provide them with some ideas and tips. That's it. So if you go ahead with that, like not what you can get, but what you can give, yes. it's actually a lot more rewarding for yourself and others. That's and what you're I'm also about. a happier person. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's more. the main thing. I mean, if you're just doing everything for yourself, even if you get it, you're not going to be happy. No. So I, I'm I'm all about what you're saying. Oh, yeah. and I, I wanted to say real quick, you're also, I think you're an art storefronts artist, a fellow. Art yeah, store, yeah. You art storefronter. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 A couple of people I've had on here, Amy Smith and somebody else I'm, I'm blanking on are also art storefronts artists. Um how do you how do you like them? I, I think you have like a little bit of a fragmented website. Like one is maybe is it not with art storefronts? And then if you go to your shop, it's with art storefronts. Am I correct on that? Yeah, it's I integrated the shop because my website gets so much traffic my normal work and it's got my press and all the other stuff. Um, yes. I integrate, I made it like uh the shop, the art shop or store, I forget what it's called, uh, mm-hmm. on my website. That's how I integrate it. I see like yours is just it's your website. Yes. But for me, it's just a sideline. I'm trying something new. I'm mm-hmm. taking some work um, that I've done um, and selling it. And um, that's the other new thing I'm trying, <laughs> like to make prints rather than having having to do original art to make your money every yeah. single which I like. But it's nice to, uh, you know, I, I love also helping other artists and mentoring and doing all those things. Well, you know, that takes time. So I'd love time. to put more time into that sort of thing instead of like, you know, and get out of the studio more. So that's why only a few months I've only had it up, like maybe three months or something. Oh, okay. Um, so you're pretty yeah. fresh. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, again, I'd love to talk to you about that because uh, I know I'm sure it must be working pretty well for you. Is it? Well, the, it's funny because I do sell originals. I have sold prints, but I don't know if my art, maybe I just haven't been pushing it well enough on the site, but I do get the odd print order, but I would assume that your work would really cater well towards prints. And, and it's a big, it's a big uh, pool though. You know, it's like, there's a lot of competition. Uh, Art storefronts is great. And have you been following any of their, 
like they have a little blueprint for success. Have you been following any of that? Yeah, I have been following some of that, um, like some giveaways and this and that. Just um, mm-hmm. just really start. I haven't got too into it just yet, just starting it and have someone helping me who does that because I just don't have time to do it all myself. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, she helped build the site. She's brilliant. But, no, I, I don't really sell. I'm not selling a lot on that site yet. You know, yeah. it's like, whoa. Um, so where do you mainly sell, for example? It's like anything else. It takes time. It just yeah, takes time. And they say that and they, yeah. to their, to, to their credit, they do make that very clear, you know, but, but it's just a matter of, uh, I'm sort of trying to figure out how I can take my niche market and all my clients and then integrate them into art storefronts, like with merch, mm-hmm. with different things. So in my books on the, on the art storefronts too. Yes. So, you know, yes. that's a for that. Um, so it's a matter I'm sort of in the throes of, uh, you know, really, it's like, it's funny, isn't it? Like, you can't, as an artist, you, you make it in one area. And I can say, you know, I've, I'm quite successful at the commissioned art and architecture, and that's where I've made my name. Definitely. But if you just walk out, waltz out into another part, like trying to now put prints of general stuff that you've done, and then expect you, no, it's like yeah. you have to start from scratch. And, and that's what Patrick at Art Storefront says too, you know. And I I like their approach because they're very honest. You know what I mean? Some they are honest. Like, we will get you six figures within. <laughs> like, yeah, right. yeah, right. Just take <laughs> just take this magic pill, and uh, you'll be a billionaire. Yeah, it's well, the art world is crazy like that too. I, I tell this to people so many times. Like, you can be killing it as an artist and just mm. getting by. You know what I mean? You can't be. And now I don't subscribe to. That. I don't put that out there. Like I know the sky's the limit for people like you and I and anybody listening who has the drive to do it and talent. Mm. I think the sky's the limit. You can make a lot of money as an artist, but you can also be doing extremely well and just squeaking by as an artist. And I know a lot of people like that. Yeah, and and too. you do too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the art prints thing is just, yeah, it's another, it's like the book. It's another animal. I think there's a way to do it. You say you, you come up pretty, you, you said second on Google on a Google search. Uh, no, on the first or second page, but that's for for my niche market house portrait. It isn't right. for just in general, you know, uh, the the work I do that isn't a commission, if you know what I mean. Sure, so, but I wonder yeah. if you could push the prints there somehow a little bit, you know? Yeah, I got it. Or if it's or if it's worthwhile, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's not worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. I just gotta, you know, often if you, if the, the lack of the the lack of resources you have, the bigger the bright idea has to be. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's right? so true. And you're also, you know, you're spreading yourself thin. You're doing so many things. I'm doing so many things. It's hard yeah. to just like refocus. Okay, now yeah. I'm gonna pour like what extra energy, what extra time am I gonna pour into this? You know, right? Yeah. So what, as soon as we have a team of like. 10 people working for us. We can, uh, cool. <laughs> we can take over the world. If you're a Banksy and you just start selling prints and art for friends, I'm sure you'll probably start selling them. But, um, but yeah, it's tough, but you know, you're also, you said three months into it, you know, Google has to do all that crawling and figure out your website and all that. I would not be surprised if it starts to gain momentum pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 And I'm doing, I'm definitely following at store friends on the social media and posting every day and doing all that because mm-hmm. I know I wasn't. And you really have to, you have to, they have a formula and it's just a matter of following that formula, you know. It, it is. And I was doing it for a while and I, I, I'm, don't hate on me or store friends, but I kind of stopped. I, I started <laughs> doing my own thing. For me, you asked about me. I do a lot of, I get a lot of sales from other art marketplaces and yeah, yeah I mean, they take a commission, but 
I, I get a pretty steady stream of sales from like these, like a handful, five art marketplaces. And then I will get the, you know, the odd sale on my website and the odd print on my website. And ideally you want to be having it go through websites. So you don't have to pay a commission, obviously. Right. Yeah. But, but uh, a sale is a sale in my, That's right. you know, so. look, just, it, I think it's more, more important to keep the flow going yes. than worry about not getting every cent and a commission going somewhere. I don't really care about that. You I don't know? either. You and know? you're getting exposure. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. So yeah. you mainly in galleries like brick and mortar or online places? Both. Uh, oh, I do. I'm represented by Shockbox. Okay. I don't, I don't. And they're on artsy. And then I do, I do gallery shows like I do with BG gallery from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been in a lot of, I used to focus really heavily on, on galleries. And then I kind of mm-hmm. just, I got tired of it because I wasn't selling nearly enough to make a living. Yeah. And I, I just st- decided to take the power back and, and you know focus yeah. my stuff online yeah. so yeah. i i would say about 80 percent of my sales come from online yeah that's smart because yeah. it's a lot of work isn't it like lugging a in a lot of work and setting oh. them up and then getting I mean, them again and oh my goodness people not even showing up or you know what i mean yeah and yeah. you're left there with all this wine and cheese <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> <Ever> experienced that <laughs> it's a, oh yeah i mean i'm uh, sure you've been in a lot of i've been in like 50 plus shows at this point like i i'm not in a rush to do another show yeah. if the right one comes along i'll do it but yeah you know yeah i'm focusing on other stuff so i see you're also doing an art blog on your website right yep mm-hmm. did you start that also as kind of like a, a giving back to other artists thing no it was mainly um i started it way back when i built a website 10 years ago and it's just little stories and um activities like the latest story i uh locally there's this church here it's beautiful old church 120 140 years old and i am helping them there they're just about to do a whole big restoration and turn it to its art center it's a gorgeous church oh, cool. rectory building so i did a painting of what it will look like when it's fully done with all the stained glass put back and um and then we oh, had nice. a community event a week ago and unveiled it and you know, all the, the community brought in all these people and 250 people came. So I did a whole story about that on my blog. So I like to, anything that I'm doing like that, I use my blog to promote that activity. Again, mm-hmm. you know, I did it as to help and to sort of spread that message of let's save old buildings rather than just destroying them. Because, yes. the, you know, the sad thing is that, the stat on it is that every single day in America, hundreds of historic homes uh, are lost to either mainly to demo- demolition mm-hmm. um, you know, or decay sometimes, but mainly demolition. Hundreds every single day are gone. Oh, and wow. The sad thing about it, it's not like a painting or a poem. You can, you can at least hand that over, you know. Sure. You take down one of these old buildings, which, which was really an art form in the in their craftsmanship and what they did and how all they the little it. details. Yeah. yeah. So you you tear that down, it's gone forever. It's gone from the landscape. You never see it again. You see what I mean? So it's it's really sad. cultural history and and the, of the community and how it came about that you've destroyed that at the same time. So I got a very strong message, and that's what my my book is about too. You know to mm-hmm. Hey, let's change that mindset. Let's look at how could we repurpose it. I'm not. You can't save every building, but I mean, you could repurpose it. You could yes. make a cool loft. You could make it into an art studio. You know, you could do all sorts of things with these definitely these older buildings. You know, so uh, well, that's something that's cool too. You yeah. could turn it turning it into an art studio. 
is great because you're also yeah. you know building on the culture of the area too. Uh, we talked about yeah. that a lot recently about like um, uh, gentrification and how it drives so many artists and I mean I brought in a broad yeah. terminology artists out of the community and it would be cool to to bring them back in with yes. some historic buildings. That would be really cool. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking too. That you yeah. Know, because they can't afford it, but if you can make it affordable, yes, you bring all that energy back into these communities as they gentrify. Because it's the gentrification that is, let's face it, that's bringing money in and that's it's helping to keep these buildings standing. Yes, you know? definitely. So you got to, you got to, you know, and economically bringing people. So yeah, if you can bring the arts into the area as well, bring them back, then it makes it so much more worthwhile. You know. It's about balance, right? I mean, because yeah. a little bit of gentrification is good and understandable. Yeah. Bringing some money in, like yeah. enhancing the community, you know, making places nicer. But if you're integrating also the culture and artists and, and making some of, you know, having some affordable housing or affordable studios or whatever it is to balance that out. I mean, that, I think that's the way we got to look at it moving forward. Yeah, I totally agree. And so I like to use my blog to sort of promote my issues and things that I think are important and community spirited. And like, for example, I'm doing um, a series actually of affordable housing complexes that are really the coolest thing you've ever seen. Oh, cool. Uh, by a company in uh, based in South Carolina. And they're actually making like these, so often they're just horrible. They're sterile, you know, these uh, low income housing. And, uh, but these aren't, they, you know, they have, Many of them have a swimming pool and a whole community area, you know, like a community center. Oh, nice. And, you know, it's they're really different. And this company is very proud of it. So they want to uh, have me do a series of paintings of that. So I'll um, cool. finish the first one. I'm doing the second one. I'm just, they've got 20 of them coming. So doing a whole project on that and promoting, hey, you know, even in a low-income home in complex can be an art form. You yes. know what I mean? Definitely beautiful. Put some flowers there and, you know, have pride and, you know, and, and also give respect to these people who might not have a big income, but they can they can still make the place beautiful and enjoy where they live. You know, it's a it's a human right having a place to live that you like to live. That's uh, housing. And, you know what I mean? I think so, taking taking pride is is the key thing you said there in where you live, uh, no matter where it is. I mean, you can tell that to some of my neighbors. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it really, it, it goes a long way to make right. life more beautiful. You know? It really does. Keeping, you don't have to, you know, oh, well, I don't have the money to do that. Well, you don't need a lot of money. You can, you can no. slap a coat of paint, okay, you don't, you know, on the porch and, and the railing and, you know, you yeah. can do little and grow some things and, you know, you know what I mean, and put it a makes sculpture a huge there. difference, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or just take care of your uh, your lawn. Uh, we got some people who just they just right. throw out these huge bulk oh. items just right on the street, and it sits oh, there God. for like three months. And my wife and I, we have to call to have it put, picked up. You know, it's just like, what are you doing? You're like dumping right, right outside of your where you live, and you don't yeah. care. I don't get right. it. I don't get it. So I don't. Either. I knew you would understand. <laughs> I totally yeah. so what are they doing with these paintings it's a great project it sounds awesome are, are they going to be uh collecting those and, and putting them somewhere displaying them somewhere or? well you know they they plan yeah to have a whole display in their sort of main headquarters cool. and, and promote that for, for new projects because they need uh funding for this it's not just you know that it's it's a 
I forget exactly how it's done, but they do need often government grants and, and other funding that go with it. It's not yes. just commercial. So um, they they feel that by presenting it like art forms, you know, and showing how lovely these are, that it will encourage other really nice projects and, and give these uh, these young families and so forth more of a chance, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, I think once they get it up and running, they should have, I'll encourage them to have a big event and an opening and bring people there. I can come yes. down and maybe give them an award, you know, or something like that, you know, make them, validate them for what they're doing. It's, it's, a, yes. it's a very courageous thing to do. And they would not expect that. Yeah. You know, how often are people giving them <laughs> the awards? I right. love that you're doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk to you quickly about, um, because you talked a little bit about your your newsletter, and I know you are great at capturing emails and stuff like that mm-hmm. for artists listening. I think a lot of people still are not sold on the whole newsletter thing, but it's yeah. still very powerful. And oh, yeah. I just wanted to find out from you, how often do you send out a newsletter? Do you have any tips on collecting emails? I know Art Storefronts has the whole fishbowl technique and all that, but yeah. uh, do you have anything <laughs> yeah. you'd like to share on the newsletter? <laughs> yeah. Um- well, one thing, I mean, when I have events, I generally collect quite a few addresses. When I first started, here's a tip. You know, I had no one on my list and I always thought I'm going to build my list real fast. Yeah. So when I meet people, I'm walking around, I tell them I'm an artist, I show them some work, I'm just getting conversations at a cafe, anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'd come back with 20 names. Oh, wow. Everything. You see, so what I'd say, I just get in communication with them, be interested in them. Yes. And tell them what, then they want to know what you do. And, oh, my, oh, you do paintings of these? Huh? Yes. And, oh, by the way, give me your, here, here's a piece of paper. Give me your name and um, put your put your name. I want your email and your phone number there, please, because I want to make sure you're on my email list so that I invite you to shows. I can't wait for us to stay in touch. Yeah, that's you perfect. Know what? That's- <laughs> you know what? I've never, ever in all these years had anyone say they don't want to not give me their name. Oh my God. That's a great lesson. Cause I think a lot of artists are afraid of that. They're not very social or whatever. They're right. shy. And they think if they ask, somebody's going to say no. And first of all, if somebody says no, who cares, right? One who person cares says anyway? no yeah, out of a hundred, who cares? Yeah. But that's amazing. Nobody. Nobody. And I, I can't even believe it myself. Like, wow. um, because I would do it in such a point of enthusiasm though. Oh yes. Yeah. I don't ask them. Would you like to be on my, no, why? Don't yeah. ask them. Yeah. Tell them. Well, you're doing them a favor, you know, you're the honor, you'll have the honor of being on my list. <laughs> right, right. Well, there's the, there's the wrong way to do it, right? It's, there's the person who comes up to everybody and just before they even get a chance to talk to them, oh, would you, would you like, I'm an artist, would you like to be oh, on yeah. the list? That's the wrong way to do it. So you're, That's the wrong way. you're communicating the same way you are with your art and everything else you do. You're genuinely interested in the other yeah. person, which is great. Yeah. yeah. And then, then, so, so that's one way. That's just, mm-hmm. I'd say like, I'd, pick up names, you know, like just going around. Yeah. Um, and that's on planes and everywhere. I just do it as a general thing. Then on sh- if I have a show or, a, yeah, I make sure I have a book. And I don't just leave it there for someone to sort of look at and maybe get a few names. I, I have it sitting there. But I whenever I have a conversation with anybody, and there's always lots of conversations, oh, here, did you put your name in my book? Oh, here, put it there. You've got to be on my list. We've got to stay in touch, right? This is a great oh, lesson. Yeah. Great lesson. Yeah. So, and then the other way. Because I've been bad at this too, Lisa. Mm-hmm. I've had the book out. I'm like, oh, I'll just put the book out. I'll get a bunch of names. I've had like one person <laughs> sign up, you know, and it's like yeah. somebody you already know. 
<laughs> yeah, on top of it, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Put it on your list. Yeah. yeah, that's just what you needed. Uh, yeah. The other, the other way I do it, you know, when I send, I don't even do the note cards that much anymore because I just get so much. I knew that if I just kept that going, mm-hmm. I would gradually word of mouth would spread. So mm-hmm. from those initial, you know, promotional thing with the note cards, I mm-hmm. now get. Uh, lots of response and commissions every single week from around the country, all over, cool. uh, because they get second ones and then someone hears about it and their neighbor and, you know, it just goes on and on. Yeah, word so, of mouth. Um, yeah, but from that initial action. So um, now every time I get an email from somebody, I'm interested in this, or they might not come, you know, probably every time I do get an email, probably 60%, I would say, become a commission. Right. So wow. I'm pretty good. Yeah, that's that's my stat. That's but, really um, good. But even so, every time who sends a response to me like that, I put them on my email list. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't ask them, really. So you could say, um, but they did. I didn't I didn't spam them either. They came to me. Interesting. Exactly. And it's almost and like it's, implied. Right. Like and so the funny yeah. thing is, you know, is they're part of my 5000 email list. Well, you know, no one complains about that. And if they uh, no, want, they can always just unsubscribe. They can unsubscribe, but no one's ever said, like, you put me on your list. How I dare you? <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that. Like, you know, and so it's not even an issue, right? Yeah. So I do that. So I get new ones on my list from that. Mm-hmm. And then there's social media. So, we, you know, we're using the, um, we're doing the Instagram and we're getting new names. And I'm building my Instagram followers. I think I started at 200 about because I haven't worked on it, but with my yeah. girl who's working for me and helping me on that, she's up. We just passed 500. Whoopie doo, Yahoo. Right. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey that's, that's fast growth though. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's not bad and it's organic, you know, exactly. It's organic. So you're not, you're not then, buying them. You're yeah. not buying a fake Instagram yeah. people. And then your newsletter. Well, you know, my newsletter, I don't even get new signups from the newsletter. I just use that as a way to communicate to all my clients and all the people on my list what I'm doing, you know, issues about my book, if that's the case. Um, oh, here's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like their romance emails, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then occasionally I'll have a sale, but very, very occasionally. I don't even do that much these days. I hardly ever offer sales these days on commissions. And I just feel that if I give more interesting, I found it more successful to give interesting content and stories. People love stories, you know. I did a story. I went back to New Zealand a couple of years ago, and the one place where I had my first exhibit was beautiful Victorian. I went back. This is a true story. I was so excited, and it's not there. And in that place, among all these beautiful Victorians on this lovely historic enclave, is this massive cylindrical white like the mothership just landed type. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Right? So mm-hmm. I did a whole story on that. And I had, yeah. all I had of this old home, this old beautiful historic building uh, where I had my first exhibit and I had all these artist friends and it was apartments, uh, was a sketch of it. And so I showed that in this ripped up dog ed thing with the massive thing above. And so that got a lot of traction on yeah. And that went as my newsletter, for example. So I take... Sometimes my newsletter is a number of things and items on a link to my blog post, but often it's just one single story that I feel would have impact, you know, and then I put the, and the reline is really important. It's hard to get things open these days. Mm -hmm. So I put 
I, I remember my real. Oh yeah, getting people to actually open it. Yeah, yeah, it was like, why did they tear it down? Exclaim. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> this right. massive thing going up in the sky. Like, what the hell is that about? You try to pull them in with mystery, right? Yeah. Well, it's clickbait, you know. It's yeah. Like what the, it's what the new. I think people are conditioned to be like that now. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much clickbait, and you can do it in a positive way. Like, if you're getting people to come in yeah. and see a story for art, that's fine. But getting me to click and read the next COVID headline for the, you know, 500th time <laughs> today. I know. Uh, yeah. But well, um, you know what? I think another key successful action of mine, Preston, is that I try to stick with the positive. It's something yes. just by being positive, you're being unique these days. I agree. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, I completely agree. Like when I, we had this community event with the church. Okay. We had a big showing. It was a rainy day and we were worried, but Tons of people showed up and they were excited and lo- right from my local East Hills neighborhood. And they've got this little neighborhood thing, you know. Uh, you know how they have the online neighborhood thing? You post stories. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I get stories. Every day these stories would come in. I lost my cat. My car got stolen. Um, did anyone know why that turtle was eating my uh, old bread in the back? Yeah, <laughs> a woman, this, like, another, the oh. woman decided again stealing another package. Right, yeah, and so a lot of those. I did, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I thought, why don't I use this? I never see anything like this. So I did, everybody's welcome to it's a community unveiling of a painting which shows this beautiful old church and our community is going to be a wonderful art center well, I got all this response like, wow, that's a really unusual post. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and then. That's after, a great idea. Yeah. And just that alone brought a lot of people, right? And then sure. after the event, I had photos of the, the, the community leader. Because you know that's an engaged community. Right. Yeah. So I, I put photos and, um, and validated the people who really made it happen in this community and said, thank you so much, East Hill neighbors. Well, they said they'd never seen a post like that either. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> Instead of hard. problems and, you know, and I mean, of course, it's okay to do that too, but, you yeah. know, it's just like, do we have to hop on that? Why don't we put something that's engaging, that's live, that's good news, you see? Right, so, because you're right. The neighborhood thing is kind of fear mongering on a smaller level. I always hear, yeah. like, oh, was that, you know, it would be like fireworks and like gunshots heard again. And it's like, it was. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Exactly. People are just trying to drum up yeah, some attention. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's amazing to use that as a channel and to you know bring some positivity in there as well. I'm all about the positivity too. Every once in a while, I get pushback from artists because I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's it's hard to get artists to be positive. You know, it's hard sometimes, but I think it goes a long way. And I think once you kind of promote other people, you show engagement mm-hmm. with them. You're a yeah. champion of them because we're all a community, you know, if yeah. you're doing yeah. well, I'm doing well, or if, or at least you're doing well, I see possibility of where I can go as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And then, then it tends like if you're positive, you'll attract people who are also positive yes. and they will, you know, increase your positivity and outlook. And you see what I mean? That's it's infectious. And it's the yeah. other way. It's, it works the other way too. Yeah, it's, infectious. it's not really healthy. And I, I sort of try to promote when I do mentoring to my artists, I said, look, surround yourself with positive people and mm-hmm. you know, focus on that. And that person who's always said, you know, the pity your work's not up to par, but, you know, I know you're trying. It's like, get them out of your life. Get <laughs> you them know? out of your life. 
And, and, and also, you know, some of them can be family members and I'm not saying get them out of your yeah. life, but maybe don't no, I know. share certain things with them. Yeah. Because like, for example, I'll use my parents, love you, mom and dad. But, you know, I'll say like, oh, I did this show or whatever. Like, first question is, did you sell anything? Or like, how much did you sell that for? Or like, you know, they always want to know on a monetary level, everything. So I just stopped telling them, you know, I'm like, I'll yeah. share with you something good when I, when I have it. I don't need you to diminish what I'm doing. Like if it was a great show right. or I had a great turnout or something, right. if it's just about monetary, you know, what, what I made from it, then you're always going to be disappointed, you know? Yeah. So, or they're always right. going to be disappointed. It's yeah. never enough. Anyway, even if I sold three paintings, it's like well, <laughs> 10 paintings, you know? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. But I love that. Stay positive. I've got a couple rapid fire questions that I always do at the end, but I yeah. ask you one other question first. Uh, I actually just, you know, give you kudos for this as well. I love your realtor closing gifts. And I'm going to say, oh. I also had a realtor that I worked with at one point and I tried, it was, it's like I half asked, tried a couple of these things that you've been very successful with. I was just like, look, if you, you know, you're, I know you're talking to people, people are interested in houses, you know, just drop my name or whatever. And I can yeah. try to sell them a painting, but I just, it was like a half cocked idea, but you Mm-hmm. went at it hundred percent. So tell people what you're doing with this, uh, with the realtor closing gifts. Well, again, you know, I'd locate most of these realtors. It was funny in old town, Alexandria was the stomping ground and I would put out flyers and leave some invitations to realtor offices, right. To mm-hmm. come and nothing, right. Because you're approaching them. That means you're uh, desperate. Yeah. You want their business. Yep. Instead, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do my cards you know, go to people. And then I found two really big realtors uh, in the area because they got a card in their house because I had selected their home. Oh, nice. Okay. So now if I look at my biggest realtors and I have one who I've now done about 30 or 35 paintings and I do them every year and I have one who I do them every month, you know, high-end realtors too because, you Mm -hmm. know, they're nearly all originally from being within that demographic and I saw their home and thought, well, that's a lovely, well-loved home. I'm going to select that as part of my series. And those realtors then have blossomed into other things. So again, it's finding. um, Finding like like like-minded people almost. Yeah. Yeah. The right demographic who have a beautiful home, believe in spending money on that home. And so the homes they want to get and the paintings they want to get for those special clients is they're the ones who are going to spend that money. You get a lot of realtors who are pretty cheap, believe me. Oh, yeah. Just give a bottle of something. And even if it's quite an expensive home, they don't want to, and you know what they get, you know. You know oh, the yeah. Percentage, it's like, hello. They can make uh, more than you in a year in one yeah. commission, you know. Yeah. And so when I would first get some reproaches, I would say, you know, you know that there is no better gift you could give your client. You know, you can give a, you know, a $500 gift basket, um, which they're going to consume if in two weeks, it's all over. Yeah. Uh, or, or a plant that's going to die. You know? Yeah. Small painting for $500. That's original. It's archival quality, the paper, the pen, everything about it. Uh, if you give something like that, it sits on their wall and it just, every time they look at it, it's like, we love our realtor. We love our realtor. <laughs> you know, yes. it's an evergreen and the, the statistic is that on average, most people move every seven years. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a lot of clients, you're getting moves and people. So it's the same with uh, doing paintings. 
is closing gifts because yeah. they're moving, they're getting their new house done now, or these their clients. And you know, for someone who has everything, if you're buying a two million dollar home, you don't need a lot of stuff. You don't need wine. Exactly. You don't even need that. But someone who you know has a from scratch, totally quality, beautiful painting that, that now has presented that home that they loved and cherished. It's personalized. And yeah. Work of art. Yeah. Oh, now that's different. That is something unique. You can't go and buy that anywhere. Or you see what I mean? So well, not only are these people who are living there going to cherish this forever, right? Yeah. And also right. potentially could end up being a collector's item for them. Who knows? It's also going to get repeat business for the realtor. The realtor is going to be, oh, we remember exactly. this realtor. They gave us this great mm-hmm. gift and we were thinking about going with this person, but let's stay yeah. with her, you know? That's right. That's yeah. exactly what happens. For sure. So, yeah. That's just sort of one channel. It's another you know channel, but uh, yeah, that's been pretty successful too. That's amazing. I love that. When I saw it, I just, I started smiling. I was like, this is great. She's doing this <laughs> perfectly. It's, it's, a, it's another one of those kind of win-wins for everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. nobody loses in that at all. No. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? No, no. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Well, I'm going to start doing a couple rapid fires. And okay. uh, I'm sure you probably, if you've listened to a couple of these, you know some of them already. I always mm-hmm. talk about the superpower. Do you ever have a moment where you're not feeling creative? Uh, I don't really get blocks, but whatever. It's just, you're just not feeling it that day. And uh, what do you do to get back into the creative mindset? What I do is uh, and I've listened to some of your other shows and it's sort of <laughs> I, I know often it's music and you zone yeah. out the music. I don't do that. I actually um if I start listening to music and things like relaxing, that's when I don't feel like doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually like I'm gonna go to sleep. On, I'd rather turn on um listen to a podcast and something uh-huh. that's inspirational or um, something I'm learning from or something interesting or yes. an issue or um, because it sort of gets your mind thinking. And uh, a lot of my work, you know, um, like this is like this one here, it's sitting right here on my painting table. I just finished it yesterday. Right. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, you, this is, I don't have to do, it's not like original, um, like new, never done before. You know, some art like that you have to put your full focus on, but there's other art that you get so good at. I mean, I've done 2,500, 3,000 of these in 10 years, so you get pretty good yeah. at it, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. you're following something. And uh, so I can listen and absorb and uh, get inspired and keep working. And that, rather than the drudgery of just sitting here by myself and just drawing away you know I I can be learning I feel like that time is not only creating which I enjoy Mm -hmm. but I'm also expanding my knowledge uh, getting ideas I take notes and all that sort of thing so to me it it makes it you know really worthwhile oh that's great yeah well and you know if you're an interested person or interest yeah not interesting if you're an interested person you will be an interesting person right and your artwork will probably be i think i think people who lose that kind of curiosity in their life it just it it can become stale not only your art but your life in general so i love i love to hear that okay so i i'm going to keep asking this question even though i get pushback on it i think it's just people don't like the wording of it but i talk about biggest failures something that hasn't gone well Mm -hmm. in your life um, and what did you learn from it? Yeah, I think when I first started, you know, like this, my decision 10 years ago, I'm going to do my art full time. And then I sort of tried everything and 
and this is the, the first year in Old Town Alexandra before I really found a market, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would do everything you could possibly think of. I'd say I could do any commission, and I sort of can. Uh, I would be running around, and I wasn't succeeding. If I made, you know, five hundred to a thousand a week, I'd be this would be I'd be jumping up and down. Now it'd be like yeah. what only that much in a week? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh, no. uh, you know, so it was, and it was sort of disheartening and demoralizing. And I was trying to enter those shows and do things that, you know, I was forcing, I was listening to other people and mm-hmm. I was trying to follow their advice, like that whole torpedo factory thing. And yes, it was a lot of work putting that together and then finding. So I sort of felt, well, if I'm going that normal route, that I'm a failure because I'm not going to make it this way because I don't like it. I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's not, I'm not having wins from this. So that's when I use that failure point to think, okay, how can I make this go right? It's, you know, like I said, the, the, I try to live by the fact if the, the less resources you have, the, the more impossible it looks, the brighter the idea has to be, right? right. To yeah. So I thought, well, I got to get bright. And that's when I went for that walk. And I looked and I said, well, who's got my money? <laughs> you know, uh, you stand in the middle of the street and I'm like, well, I love those buildings. And then I just walked and I thought, yeah, that's it. That's what I've And then once I decided that, then it was a matter of I went through the whole process of how do I reach them? And again, there was, you know, it wasn't easy and it was some failures. Like, I can't believe they didn't, those door handles and things on the hand, they were just the most beautiful looking things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and to get nothing, not even one response, you know. So well, and that uh, could be demoralizing, and you yeah. could have easily given up right then. Easily, like, well, there's no way then. And uh, but I just was determined. So you just gotta persist and realize that. Look, if nothing else on my door handle promotion and my cards that were people hated the the first ones. If nothing else, I've just learned a really good lesson. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> right, right, right. I will not ever do that again. That's what I know. How, well, what should I do? I don't know. But at least I know I won't do that I again. I can scratch that one off the list, yeah. <laughs> well, also, there's there's another lesson there that's great, and I think this happens a lot. I think people have great ideas. I know I've had this personally in my own life. I'm always coming up with ideas, and you know that idea. Like, you had that one. It was kind of an aha moment, like, the oh, everything makes sense and then you tried to put it into action and you didn't get the results right away it's so funny that sometimes it's just that little tweak you know it's the little different angle that you haven't tried that yeah. made it just all work because if you you could have just been like this is a great idea why isn't it working ah screw it nothing ever works for me i'm i'm not doing this you know but you were yeah. persistent but you you knew you had a great idea and you tweaked it a little bit you did a little more mm-hmm. research and you found out the um the right path to make it work yeah, and I have a good example of that. It was sort of right at the same time. There was this big art festival, the biggest one they have in Northern Virginia, like 50,000 people go to it. Mm-hmm. And um, so naturally I shared a booth with somebody and I had my paintings, Old Town and some homes. I thought, oh, I'll make a killing and get commissions. Okay, the day wears on. You can't leave, right? It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and it doesn't, it, nothing. You know, it's sold a few note cards, like whoopie-doo. And um, yeah. so... 
you know, I felt I hadn't really done too much like that. And I don't really enjoy it because I felt like I was a monkey at the zoo or something, you know. I know. I, I, yeah, and you're sort of out, out there. And then if you try to engage people in comments, oh, I don't want to because they don't want to. You know what I mean? It's not like you have approached them or getting. Yeah, it's just sort of weird. And um, it is weird. So, I made a, you know, I'm just so it's not too enjoyable. But then I, so I, I made a bet with uh, my fellow friend, my artist. I said, okay, I've got one hour. I'm going to come back with three commissions. Like, what do you mean? Yes. Right? So in this community, it's one of those porch communities. I loved mm-hmm. it. Delray, there were people in the gardens. It was a lovely day. And um, I, I thought, you know, I'm just going to approach people. And because... I was just getting negative feedback when you're trying to reach out in this little booth, you know, and occasionally they get into communication, but often not. So I would just find people on their porch, find people in their yard, tell them like, you know, I love your home. Tell me about your home. When was it built? Did did you, what, how did you restore this? I mean, I could see, just be interested, be interested in them. Be and interested, then, yes. Yeah, so, well, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, the reason I'm asking all these questions is because I, I've actually, I've selected your home. And I'm so glad you were here. I'm so glad to run into you. Let me take some photo. And, you know, and so the outcome of that, I came back with three. Now, that was quite a good, it wasn't always that good in in one hour, but it did happen that day because I was so (laughs) pissed off sitting there wasting my whole day. Well, people can say you manifested that, but you you actually just, you made it happen. Like you took a different angle. Like you almost took the opposite side of the sales pitch. You just, yeah, you exactly. found the person, you found yeah. the home you wanted and you sold them on the idea. You're like, I'm doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, don't ask them, would they like blah, blah, blah. Now yeah. you, now they have to think about that, don't they? That's a yeah. question. Yeah. But if you just say, hey, I'm doing this. Oh, you're, you're already going to do Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, I definitely want to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> right. You took the, you took the, the guessing out of it. You took the work out of it for yeah. them. It's just all yeah. there. Yeah, that's yeah. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Such a yeah. good lesson. Um, and I think you could apply that to many different, uh, you know, avenues or approaches with art. I'm going to do one. Yeah, and I just, oh, I just want to say one, add one more thing to that. If you don't yes, mind. go ahead. I think it, it was especially good for me. I'm not saying if I had, if it had been, you know, if I had 20 years, I was in my 50s, so I, I, what didn't have time to sort of do that slower route putting all the work together the gallery it, it's a workable thing and not for everybody and it's but and not everyone enjoys it I, I didn't find it too enjoyable but some yeah. people do and it's awesome but it just I was more like you know I have to actually make money here I want to do something I like and I've got to find a way to do it so it was a bit of that situation if you know what I mean so you got to yeah. what is your situation right now if you've got a husband who's supporting you and you can just paint away serenely in your studio great yeah. you know and just ride with the waves but it wasn't the case for me you know no no and and it, it, it's not the case with me either it's like um kind of reminds me of uh something Tony Robbins would say you know you got to raise the stakes right you you <laughs> yeah. raise the stakes there. You're like, you need to make this happen. I love how you gave yourself a goal that you had to achieve and you just did it. You found a way to do it. Right. You know, that's great. I love that. I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. one last question. Yeah. And then I'm going to leave it open to you. If, you know, if you want to add anything else, but let's see which one do I want to ask you? Oh, okay. So I like this one because it's, it's just, 
I don't know, I always like to reflect on myself as a child. When I, when I started to get in touch with that, that's when I kind of turned stuff around. So do you have any advice to young Lisa? Um, this can be art advice. It can be life advice, something that you, anything you've learned in your years that you'd like to impart upon your younger self. Yeah. I would like to impart that, you know, don't just follow the mold. Don't just follow the instructions. Don't just because he's a professor or the person who's supposed to be the most knowledgeable, find out for yourself. Seek to know for yourself. Think for yourself. Don't just rely on others. If you start doing that, question, go and talk to people, you know, get the information so you understand, read up about it, study, and then you will find paths will open up because you have knowledge. Without you getting that knowledge, without you seeking to find it, you will just go along paths or be stopped and have barriers fall in your face all the time because all you're listening to is other people's advice and not finding out for yourself. That's so true. I love that. And it's almost like people sometimes have ulterior motives too, you know, and maybe the ulterior motive, they don't even know. Maybe that's just, I'm unhappy and I want you to be unhappy too. I, this didn't work for me. Therefore I'm going to tell you it's not going to work for you. I've had so many people naysayers in my life tell me that you can't make a living as an artist. Like, what do you do? What's your, what's your fallback job? You know, (laughs) what's your day job? Don't quit your day job. And it's only when you stop listening to those people and you start kind of taking it and taking the mm-hmm. reins and doing the research, like you're saying, that you can actually turn that around. So I think that's amazing advice. Yeah. I and I, I, I can say too, one thing to add to that is that I was fortunate with my, um, well, my father ran off uh, with another woman when I was younger, but so uh-huh. we're left with my mother, but okay, that's fine. But my mother <laughs> was the stable point in, in the family and three other sisters. And she was, as an artist, she was uh and so I was lucky in the sense that I didn't have her telling me that. I just didn't have that negativity. She oh, would say, good. you know, honey, if you if that's what you want to do, you should go for it. Even my trip down the South Island, 17, you know, like, I mean, she was a bit worried. Like, call me, will you? Sure, yeah. She didn't try to stop me. And all my, my crazy ideas, as we were growing up when we were kids, we would be encouraged to paint things for Christmas and make make some money, you know, entrepreneurship and all this sort of thing right from the, from early age. And that I helped, I know that helped sow that seed of thinking and being an entrepreneur and not taking, not taking no for an answer and and pushing on. And uh, so, yeah, I can say that too. That's Well, that's a gift that your mom gave you too, because a lot of people don't have that. And it's still hard even with that, as you know, but that, that, that kind of can help you see it for artists who are listening right now and don't have that at home uh, or they have, or the biggest naysayers in their lives or maybe their parents or their family. Um, yeah. You can find mentors out in the world, you know, find somebody on totally. Instagram, find, you know, read your blog, listen to this podcast, whatever, find it where you need it get that validation where you need it to kind of yeah. push through that negativity. Yeah, that's exactly right. Very yeah. good. Well, it's been awesome talking to you, but I wanted to just open up and say, if there's anything I left out, anything you want to plug, anything you want to talk about, uh, now's the time. If, if, if you feel good, we can, we can wrap up. Oh, well, first of all, sorry. Where do people find you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're like, they're like, great, but we don't, I mean, I'm going to put it in the show notes too. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So just Lisa, Lisa is L E I S A. So Lisa Collins.com. That's important <laughs> for Americans. L E I S A. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so my website sort of has it all. 
It's got my art store. It's got the book, link to the book. It's got uh, my blog posts. I sort of try to keep one, like one small city of it. You You can find me online. I I, I like to make myself very accessible to people. Um, I have my phone number there. You can email me. You know, you can, uh, whatever, however you want. I can always be reached. You can text. And I keep my my lines wide open to people and communication because, uh, you know, it's so hard sometimes you're going on things and trying to reach anybody. No, it There's, drives me crazy, right? You're so, competing um, with a lot of it for a lot of attention, yeah. <laughs> I do want people to know that, you know, if, they want, if they've got questions, if, you know, they need some tips, if they need some help. Other fellow artists, I love to help artists. I do that on a regular basis. Yes. We do that. I have the odd workshop here and there when I'm traveling around. So mm-hmm. I love to help other artists. And uh, so I'm always willing to help and um, accept communication. That's awesome. And get on her newsletter. So, and buy my book. <laughs> and, buy, and buy the book. If you if you learn nothing else from this, go out and buy the book. No, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I love your word. Advice for my book. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's um, a deal. That's a good trade. Um, yeah, and you'll have right. something beautiful to take away too. Look at Lisa's work. Uh, it's amazing. I really love all your work. I'm going to keep following you. Uh, it's been really fun talking to you. It's been great talking to you, Chris. I really appreciate what you're doing. I'm going to send you a book as a gift. I really want you to Oh. Know. Okay, great. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on my, my Instagram when I get it. That'd be awesome. I'll write a special inscription even. Oh, wow. Look at this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. My wife will love it too. Um, okay, yeah. I'll, you'll, I'll do you'll a little story it. or something and, and, and show people on Instagram when I get it. So oh, thank you, thank yeah, you so you much. That. That's great. Okay, cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, again, thank you. We'll stick around for a second, but thanks so much for coming on. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.